0: This is the Manly Sports Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to Manly Sports. My name is James and I'm here with my brother Ryan to kick off the first episode of our podcast. This podcast will be dedicated to covering all sorts of Manly sports. Full disclosure, we are located in the New York market, so there will be a greater focus on sports in that region. We'll also talk some fantasy football, make our game by game picks for a multitude of sports. Uh, and give you all sorts of different reactions uh, and comments on all the things happening uh, in the sports world, in the New York market as well. As you know, besides the Yankees, New York teams have all shared in some rough stretches through the years, but it's 2019, the future is bright, and we believe some of these teams are primed for a run at success over the next decade. We're here to break it down. Thanks for joining us. Well, the New York Jets, as many know, have had a rough stretch over their 59 seasons. Posting a losing record, only one Super Bowl appearance, one Super Bowl win. Joe Namath still being the only one to do it. Only one coach out of their 18 coaches in that 59 years has had a winning record. We're hoping that changes with Adam Gase, but we'll see. Uh, the future is bright. Sam Darnold is here. Pray to God he's the savior. Am I right, Ryan? Yeah. It's
1: the only thing we can hope for at this point. It's been brutal. Thank God we've only had to endure it for about 10 to 12 years since we're relatively young. You know, I feel for the Jeff fans they are about 56 years old who have no sign of hope. And the only way that we can look into this as a positive is that we have a young star quarterback that we need to build around. So Right,
0: which the Giants
1: don't have yes, right now. Yes, and
0: we don't like the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not Giants fans. That's no secret. Uh, we are not uh Giants haters. Giants haters, exactly. But we don't don't really like them. Yeah, not huge fans. They do like to hold uh, a lot in our face, say they're the only New York team that matters. Um, But we're hoping we prove them wrong with a franchise quarterback. Uh, So we'll see. We'll see. We'll have to stay tuned for that one. Believe it or not, uh, there are a few Jets in the Pro Bowl this year, Jamal Adams being one of them. I believe he actually uh, was just videotaped yesterday tackling a Patriots mascot. Um, Probably the closest we'll get to defeating them.
1: Yeah, we put him in the hospital, which was good. Um, they put the mascot in the hospital? Yes, he was in the hospital. Jamal Adams said that he's going to go check on him, but he also doesn't really care and regret, uh, doesn't regret it at all. So, yeah, uh, we hate the Pats as well, probably more than any other organization in sports besides the Red Sox. So, didn't uh, I love Jamal Adams. Him. I mean, that guy's a winner. Yeah, I mean, guys guy's kind of a psychopath. He said that he would prefer to die on a football field, and that's the kind of thing you want to see out of, out of a first-round pick. You know, if they die out there, so be it. And, I hope uh, he dies winning. Yes. Um, uh, at this rate, it doesn't dies. look good, but, you know, by the time he's done with his career, he'll probably have, like, 14 concussions and a lot of CTE, but he's doing it for New York, so okay, we'll take it. All right, I'll
0: take it. I'll take it. Definitely a hit on that pick, but there have not been a lot of them over the last few years. Uh, Mike McKagan retained his job despite... Uh, having a pretty bad middle round drafting record, it hasn't really produced a lot of uh, sleeper
1: stars. So it's it's almost amazing how much they whiffed on every pick. You know the guys that he has picked that have had success, uh, Leonard Williams and Jamal Adams, they fell into his lap. You know I could have made those picks. You know a fourth grader could have made those picks. <laughs> so it's true. Uh, he just really needs to make a move. He's passed on so many good players in the draft. So many free agents we could have gone after that decided not to. So it's going to be a big offseason for us with with the draft and with the free agency, with the money we have, that he has to make a move or, you know, it's not going to be good for the future. Do you think that they'll use the $100 million correctly, or do you think that
0: a lot of Jets fans Me, are as a, <laughs> just being too optimistic that
1: we... As a that fan that. of a team who I think has a lot of potential, I would say we're going to sign some big-name guys, but... Like deep down in my heart, I know he's gonna sign a couple guys that maybe had two good games last year that have a lot of promise. Uh, that 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 that's their words, not mine. They they're probably gonna suck. So we just got to get used to them picking guys who suck, and then you know just let Sam Donald throw the ball fifty times down the field. Um, so we're basically we
0: just hoping Sam Darnold overcomes
1: uh, everything the lack the, of everything that the GM skill yes.
0: and coaching. Yes, uh, he needs to be Peyton Manning on steroids if we want a chance. So that's not a good thing. <laughs> uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, <laughs> that's a tough thing to live up to. But, yeah, uh, but this draft yeah.
1: is good. I mean, there's a lot of good talent, not a lot of offensive talent. Um, but the good Which thing is, what is they need. yes, but the good thing is we have a quarterback and you can build around that. And as long as we that right, is the hardest the right piece. Moves, Yes. The hardest piece. And it only took us 50 years to get another quarterback like Joe <laughs> Namath, hopefully. So true.
0: True. We'll take it. Well, how do you feel about Christopher Johnson, the owner of, uh, acting owner of the team saying that he doesn't have any sort of playoff mandate. You know, I feel like that deflates the fans, even though a mandate could sometimes, you know, be counterintuitive. You know, don't you it, feel like yeah,
1: mediocre seasons have to stop a hundred percent? It deflates the fans. It deflates the whole organization. When you had a guy like Rex Ryan in there, he came in first day one and was ready to w- try to win a Super Bowl. And he knew the consequences of coaching in New York. It's the biggest market in sports. It's, the most critic, the fans are the best, but they're also they cr- they criticize you more than any other uh, organization. So, him saying that is just putting like a safety net on the season, a safety net on Gase's job, and it's just it's stupid to me. I guess like, my yeah, my question though would stupid. be why does Gase need a safety net? He's
0: coached, we know he's coached three years now in the AFC East. He's you know been able to learn what. Why does he deserve any sort of buffer to be good? And same with
1: McCagnan. The GM. They shouldn't. And it's, now
0: in his it's fifth stupid. year as the GM of the it's Jets, only, and they yeah.
1: haven't made the playoffs once. It's the only. The word is the only. It's just stupid. If you want to build a winning culture, look at the, the New England Patriots. Look at the other blueprints that the other teams have followed. Where, look at look at um, the Rams. They have Jeff Fisher as a coach, but they have young talent. They fire him, bring in a new young guy, who they tell we need to win now because we have the talent. And look where they're at. They're in the Super Bowl. The Jets. All they do is go eight and eight, and that's their goal. And if they go eight and eight, they say it's a, it's a successful season. Try to sneak into a wild card. Um, right, the
0: wild card should not be the goal. It should not I be mean, the goal. The goal should be to to be at the top of your division every year. Try to like win like the, the division. The with I mean, this, yeah. this mediocre, you know, we want to be better than just last year. When last year you were four and twelve or five yeah. and. Uh, 11 you it's, know that's not it's an improvement it's unfair but was, to the fan base yeah it's i was unfair. listening to freddie kitchens the other day with the browns and he was all fired up saying you know we shouldn't be excited about seven and eight and one you know yeah. i mean that's obviously an improvement but that's not the goal yeah and and i, I think, feel like the jets set these low yeah. bars
1: i think cleveland is doing it right i think that city has had more pain than new york um and i, and I think they're doing it right taking baker was a good move even though him or Darnold would have been great but i think what they're doing as far as Administration and, and at the top of the the food chain over there, they're doing the right moves as far as getting rid of you Jackson, bringing in guys that the the the, co- the players want to play for, uh, bringing in coaches that that are there to win and not just there to keep a job. So I think that's what New York needs to look at. Um, bringing in guys to understand how to win, which brings us to our next topic of Adam GaSe. And I don't, uh, I, I the jury's still out on him. Obviously, he's only been head coach for two weeks now. But uh, guy just freaks me out a little bit. Yeah, the <laughs> eyes—that uh, was one of the strangest. Yeah. You might be a robot a, or an, an alien. Coach. I'm not sure. If he wins games, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. But somebody needs to check a pulse on that guy because that guy's a freak.
0: Yeah. Well, look. I figure. Okay. Maybe this guy's just afraid of the lights. You know. Um, he, he doesn't do good as a you know public speaker. But then I went and I watched his Miami Dolphins head coaching intro a couple years back. And he was all, you know, he's excited. He was composed. He pre- presented a great face for a franchise that needed, you know, some motivation. And I feel like, as, you know, Jets fans watching the other day in his press conference, he just appeared to want to be off that stage as fast as possible. He didn't
1: want, he didn't really want to motivate yeah, just, anybody. Yeah. And, you're and, in and the Big Apple, you know, have personality. And then, and, and it's just,
0: I mean, it's, maybe it's Tom too Bulls early to judge. Maybe Yeah, win the fan base over. yeah well, Tom Bowles was just a,
1: a little quiet mouse didn't speak a word. Had the same facial expression every time whether they were up 20 or down 20. Yeah. And that and you look at a guy like Rex. We're a very pro-Rex Ryan podcast. We, we love Rex. Yeah,
0: I mean, Rex had his flaws <laughs> and he was probably pretty naive and had but no he was a clue how to run coach. an offense or acquire And players' coaches
1: seem to win in the NFL right now, especially young guys uh, that have good relationship with the quarterback. And uh, no matter how bad... Mark Sanchez was Rex Ryan stuck by him and that, and they love, they love playing, you know, he loved playing for Rex. So yeah. if we can get someone, you know, Sam says he likes him at the same time, Sam is a frat boy, twenty one years old. We don't really know if he right. knows that much about what the other What does Sam Darnold yeah. know right. about,
0: high, you know, football, uh, NFL coaches? Right. So.
1: But, you know, it, we can't judge him yet got to give him a couple, you know, a year. Hopefully, you, you know, he does well this year.
0: Personally, um, I think a year is enough to judge whether. Or not yeah, or I, mean, I mean, it depends
1: on like, the situational stuff and right with the head coaching experience. Getting Greg Williams was huge. Like that, I, right. I think that's a great move coming from Cleveland, where he took that defense to another level. And uh, yeah, they're really talented, but there's there's some there's some solid pieces on that Jets defense that they can build around. Right. Yeah, and I think they could maybe
0: add one at the top of the draft, which brings yes. us to our next segment. Who do you think? The best fit for the Jets at number three. Do you feel like they should stay at that spot? Try and trade
1: back. No, knowing the Jets, they're gonna they're gonna mess up. They're gonna mess this draft up. But it's hard to mess up when there's so much defensive talent in the first round, especially when you have a top five pick. I I personally would like to stay at three and get Josh Allen. If that doesn't work um Trey back and get Greedy Williams. Uh I think you need to take Josh Allen just because there hasn't been an edge rush since Jonathan Abraham and it's just been all interior pressure that isn't doesn't even exist. And when it comes from the interior line, you know, with Leonard Williams and everything, it's they just get double teamed and it's hard to get to the quarterback. So they can get Josh yeah, Allen. Leonard Williams apparently has had hidden production. Yes. I, that's I something yes. else. That's for another conversation. Yeah. But if you have Jonathan uh sorry, if you have Josh Allen, bring pressure off the edge. Um, do something in free agency, free agency to get another guy off the edge would be great. And trading back would be fine with me, too. I think getting a corner like Greedy Williams for LSU would be great. Him and Jamal Adams would be perfect together. Um, it all depends what happens with picks one and two. We know is going to go one. but um, Unless unless the
0: Cardinals decide they want to move on from Rosen already, which was, there were some reports of that. Yeah, that's
1: so it's possible. Like it depends Kyler on Murray. how they feel about Kyle Murray. I mean, I don't Know how, like, at this point, like, I don't think that Mel Kyber Jr. and Tom McShay like, know as much as everyone thinks they know. I think no, for, for they, 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 know. they tell everyone that these quarterbacks are going to be a bust, so they tell everyone there's going to be studs, and it's opposite. So I don't know how you can knock Kyler Murray when he just hasn't had an incredible season. Um, Heisman winner, you know, wasn't supposed to be in the NFL, just came out, and, and even against Alabama, a pro style defense, he still did well in the bowl game. So I think. It wouldn't be a terrible move, but also Josh Rosen's still a baby, still twenty-two years old. He still needs time to develop, and it's all about what Lane Kiffin. Oh, not sorry, not Lane Kiffin. Um, who's that? The young Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury, the guy who won like four games in college. He became the coach of the Cardinals. Yeah, a losing record in college gets fired. <laughs> it all depends what he wants. And I gets know hired
0: as an NFL head coach.
1: <laughs> I know he he wants a mobile quarterback, but when you're in the NFL, you kind of play the cards you're dealt. So I think he's fine with Rosen, but you never know.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think they'll they'll uh you know move on from him yet. They invested a lot in him, so we'll see. But you never know. The draft can get crazy. Um but uh I'm looking forward to it. Unfortunately as a Jets fan, the NFL draft is one of the best uh you know, best parts of the off season because we just need so much talent every year it seems. But hopefully they can fix that with some of the cap room this year. Um and acquire some talent uh, in the draft. So we'll see. We'll see, but uh, that's going to cover uh, our NFL uh, segments today, um, so we're going to do a little bit of a shift here, and we are uh, a podcast that likes to talk about multiple manly sports, uh, yes, one of those being uh, basketball, so we're going to move on, and uh, Ryan and, and myself are also uh, Nets fans, me <laughs> to a little bit level. Less less the extent the last couple of years, uh, they haven't had uh, a great run, but... Things are looking up for them. They have some young talent. Uh, they're finally, uh, you know, able to draft some some ta- uh, some talent in the uh, the off season. So uh, Ryan's going to take us through the Nets a little bit, uh, how they've been recently in the past. I mean, I grew up a New Jersey Nets fan, uh, and I remember going to games. It was one of my favorite things when I was a kid. So, uh, you know, the Jason Kidd, Kerry Kittles, Richard Jefferson, um, you know. All, all those guys. So uh, I want to see the Nets go back to the top. And uh, Ryan, Ryan, Rowan, you yeah. You I about mean, the
1: Nets. I mean, let's just start by like saying the obvious. Before this year, really, you could argue that the Nets was the most irrelevant franchise in the four major sports: baseball, hockey, football, basketball. Nobody cared. Um, I can name five Brooklyn Nets fans on my right hand and. It's just they're just so irrelevant, and then this year was so refreshing to see what they got. And part of the reason of them being irrelevant was because Billy King was the worst GM in probably sports history, trading away all the future picks. Everyone knows this deal for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, who were like 95 years old and coming in on Walker. Right, the win now. Strategy. Yeah, so win now strategy. To beat the Miami Heat. Uh, for those of you listeners that are not old enough to remember the Miami Heat when LeBron was there before he left four times, he. <laughs> the heat were unstoppable and i don't know what he was thinking that he could bring kevin garnett and paul pearson to beat them i mean they won one playoff game against them in that series when the plan was to win a championship so they gave all their p- future picks to boston missing out on guys like jason tatum and other young stars that could be nets right now but the new under new management sean marks is a great gm bringing in d'angelo russell uh, absorbing tim famous contract. To, to find a buyout for it with the lake uh, with the wizards to get Dwight Howard out of there, which was big for them to save cap room, and then just building young pieces around them, um, and they're definitely exceeding expectations this year. So they have a big stretch coming up. Um, they got they're going against a couple divisional opponents like the Knicks, which should be a, a pretty easy win. Knicks are having a rough year. Uh, Boston's gonna be tough, of course. Chicago should be a win. San Antonio, it's a toss up. They're always a great organization, especially this year having DeRozan come in. Orlando should be a win, but at the end of the day, they're gonna—they're the sixth seed right now. Oladipo just got hurt for the season, so you know they're gonna have to beat teams in the regular season like Milwaukee and Boston, just in to sh- Toronto, just to show that they're—they're they're meant to be. Uh, one big thing that hurts them is—is is Spencer Dinwiddie being injured four to six weeks. The news came in today. But he'll be ready to go uh, for the playoffs, and we'll see what happens. I'm fine with them being in the playoffs. You know, winning a series would be extra, but it's all about the future, having a lot of cap room. Right. Um, and,
0: I mean, it looks like, you know, they're on the rise here, and we could see, you know, some of these other big superpower-type teams not being able to pay their players going forward. Right.
1: So right. The like Nets Old might State. be able to
0: pay those guys. Right, and one guy you look at is room.
1: Jimmy Butler. Um, He's fit perfectly in Philly, which is one thing that, you know, Nets fans are – or it's hard to see because he he fits great in Philly. But at the end of the day, you know, money talks, and and I think Sean Marks knows what he's doing. There's a lot of great free agents out there, including Clay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard. I don't think Kevin Durant will, will come, but he's another one. DeMarcus Cousins. There's a lot of good players out there, and and you know we're back in the I knew we won't have we'll have the same pick that we would have liked in the top five. But at the same time, having a good season like this brings in free agents. Um, D'Andre Russell has played out of his mind this year. He's, he's all-star caliber player and, uh, it's finally good to be a Nets fan,
0: you know? Yeah. I mean, even as someone who's not paid attention the last couple of <laughs> years, but is now starting to tune in again, you know, it's been I'm painful. excited to it's watch the games if you again. So that's, that's, uh, something I'm looking forward yeah. to in the, the off season for football. Um, you know, I, I usually yeah. am just waiting for football. To start right. Again right. Or, uh, well, to watch the Yanks play yeah, a little bit. The
1: Yanks, it? of course, yeah. you know Mariano getting in yesterday at 100. Hall of, no of Fame, you know.
0: Yeah, that's what your first unanimous decision ever.
1: Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, they know what they're. I mean, talk about an organization that knows what they're doing in New York—the only team.
0: Yeah, maybe the uh, the Jets or the you know the Nets could just hire some Yankees. Some GMs. Yankees
1: executives that know oh. <laughs> nothing about their sport but know how to make money. So, yeah. do you know? I mean, I think our teams are on the rise, to be honest with you. I think right. the Jets have a good chance to be on the rise if Gase doesn't totally freak out the whole team and Darnold, you know, develops like he should. And I think they'll be good. I mean, it's all about growth right now. It's all about bringing in the right guys. But, uh, Sure,
0: I mean, and that's, that's yeah. one of the reasons we, we wanted to start this podcast is, look, we've been fans of these teams for a long time, but uh, I think at this point we could say the teams are young. They're, you know it's exciting to be a fan of those teams There's going to be even new some new uniforms for the jets in the future so um, we'll be we'll be letting you know our thoughts on those but the future uh you know is potentially bright for these franchises uh even for uh, a giants franchise that they'll be losing their their eli manning you know franchise quarterback eventually it seems like they have some pieces there that could really turn out to be good um you know I don't know enough about the Knicks to comment on them, but they seem to be in a little bit of a disarray. What I see with the there. Knicks
1: is, I mean, this is from a fan's perspective and someone who has been in college with 1,000 Knicks fans, and I'm the only Knicks fan. I think I think if they can get Zion Williamson or if they can get R.J. Barrett or a top three pick, any of these guys, guard from Keens, uh, sorry, Murray State is a stud, Morant, they can get one of those guys. Christoph Rosengals will be back next year. If they can sign a big name free agent, if Kevin Durant, if the rumors are true, if Kyrie, if the rumors are true, uh, they're interested in New York. That team could be a top team in the East and could compete for Eastern Conference Championship. Sure, it could
0: happen like that in the NBA.
1: And talk about a guy who I'm super high on. I think Zion Williamson is going to be a stud. Dude yes, is even a tank. Most yes. <laughs> and. The only knock on him is he doesn't have a jump shot, but when you're jumping over the backboard, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So and I
0: did see him hit a three last night. He did, so which that was, was uh, that was promising. So yeah, I mean, we'll we'll have to see what happens to these teams. So, all right, well, we're gonna be wrapping up the show now. Thanks for listening to our first episode uh, for the Manly Sports Podcast. Uh, we're going to be bringing you plenty more episodes. We're excited to to get started with this. We hope you enjoyed this episode, uh, giving you a little bit of a summary of some of our favorite teams, the Jets and the Nets. Uh, we're going to be bringing you even more teams and more matchups, the NCAA even, as we move towards March Madness here in the new year. And the Super Bowl picks will be coming for you. Uh, A.S.A.P. So it's going to be a great matchup between the Rams and the Patriots no, who are in thing. the Super Bowl <laughs> for the uh, the thousandth time to our dismay. Um, so we're looking forward to that. And uh, thanks for joining us, Ryan. Uh,
1: thanks guys? for joining us. Uh, hopefully, this uh, podcast is a success as we move forward. And uh, it's pretty cool. That I have a headset on right now, and, and uh just feel like a professional. I feel like Tony Romo right now. So. Tony
0: Romo. Just put on I love Tony Play Romo and roll. <laughs> That guy's great. So we'll see you when we see you. And thanks for tuning in. Go ahead and follow us on uh, Twitter uh, at, at Manly Sports. And we're at the same on Facebook. Uh, we'll see you. Share it, like it, comment, let us know what you think. And we'll see you soon. Peace thanks out. Thanks for joining us. Take
1: care.